Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dynasty Bulls podcast. I'm your host, Austin Abbott, and I'm paired with my colleagues, Nick DeRue and Alex Clayton. You. What's going on? Today is Tuesday, November 5th. We're moving on to week 10, guys. How'd you guys do in fantasy this week? Another L for me. Nothing out of the ordinary, to be honest. In all three leagues? 0-3? Um, no, I think I, I actually won in one league. Um, I went 1-2, and two, but I mean, still, it is what it is, you know. Clayton? Uh, I went 2-2 two and two, uh, only because Amari Cooper single-handedly won me two games with his last second touchdown. <laughs> Thank God. That was pretty. That was a pretty sick play. Um, yeah, I was two and one. It was. It was all right. I could have done better, no doubt. But um, today we're gonna run through three segments. We're gonna start off with name that player, which is what we do every single week. Today will be a competition between Nick and Al. I'm gonna read off some stat lines from players this season and give out multiple hints on who it may be. Nick and Al will guess. The first to guess three players correctly wins. You guys can interrupt me. And shout out an answer once you think you know it. Um, Where's the destination? Let's hear it. Uh, where are we going? Where are we going? Today, I guess where am I going, actually? Oh, wow, dude. I just got <laughs> sure. caught up with the hope. You remember Ready? that. Juno, Alaska. Juno, Alaska? You can just go, dude. I don't even want to. Yeah, I don't what? know about that one, dude. Are you kidding me? Juno is sick, dude. I went when I was probably 11 years old on a cruise with my family. It was incredible. God, if I had Instagram back then. No. <laughs> no. All right, all right. Um, after we run through, after we finish the competition between Nick and Al, we're going to run through. Our next segment will be advice on how to successfully rebuild a dynasty roster. And then our final segment is dynasty tight end talk. All right, let's start it off. Player number one, who am I? NFC wide receiver. I'm in year three. I've never surpassed 900 yards in a single season. I'm arguably a top 25 dynasty player. Not just receiver, dynasty player. According to consensus, that is. I'm 26 years old. I have 2,200 yards in 31 total games in my career. Who am I? You said this is NFC, right? NFC wide receiver, year three. Never surpassed 900 yards in a single season. Arguably a top 25 dynasty player already. Not not just the receiver. I'm, I'm arguably a top 12, definitely top 15 dynasty wide receiver. Adam Thielen? That's a good guess, but no. I'm, I'm in year three. Lockett? 20, no, not Tyler Lockett. Year three, 26 years old. I've played 31 total games in my career. Stephon Diggs. Nope. nope. That's not a bad guess, though. I can give a little bit no, just give more me, Let it marinate a little bit. Yep. This is rough, man. It's, uh, Odell? It's, no, no, not, no, 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 no. Not Odell. It's actually kind of difficult, but it's a pretty big name already, especially this season. Some people are... I should just say most people are on board with this player by now. If you're not, you probably don't follow football. Are you? Yeah, I'm on board with him, but I was very, definitely one of the last people to hop on the train. Took took me a lot longer than it probably should have. Year three. NFC wide receiver. I'm in year three. I've never surpassed 900 yards in a single season. Arguably a top 25 dynasty player, according to consensus. 
26 years old, 2,200 plus yards in 31 total games in my career. Sterling Shepard? Nope. I can give one more hint if you want. Uh, I, how is he with touchdowns? Um, he's good. He's definitely very good with touchdowns, at least in his 31 games. Kenny Galladay? No, not Kenny Galladay. In fact, he has, I believe it's six, five, and six touchdowns in that order in all three of his seasons. But like I said, he's only played 31 games. So you do the math, that's half a touchdown a game. That'd be about eight a year. So, so he's pre- pretty good. So he's injury prone? Yeah. So, yes, he definitely has been pretty injury prone. Podcast going to be like two hours long. Yeah, dude, I don't know. <laughs> Is it East Coast or West Coast? Just give me that. West Coast. Robert Woods? Nope. Cooper Cup? Yep. Bingo. What, dude? No way. Yeah. Never had 900. Never. Uh, I guess he was hurt last year. Yeah, he was yeah, hurt, man. All the time. Al's up one nothing. Player number two, who am I? We got another wide receiver, but in the AFC this time. I have 24 catches this season, 374 yards, three touchdowns. I've played in six out of eight games this year. I've shown flashes of greatness very early. I'm leading my team in targets, receptions, touchdowns, and yards if you exclude our number one tight end. I'm an AFC wide receiver. 24 catches, almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. Shown flashes of greatness. I lead my team in targets, receptions, touchdowns, yards. Marquise Brown? Bingo. It's a very good guess. One to one. I was going to say more hints. I'm a rookie. I think that would have definitely. Yeah, that would have given it away. Player number three. Who am I? I also lead my team in receptions, targets, and yards. I'm in my first season with my new team. In the offseason, I signed almost a $30 million three-year deal. I've never broken 900 yards, and I've never even caught 70 balls. Uh, I'm in my fifth year of my career. My QB has struggled early. Who am I? Cole what? Beasley, John Brown. Nope. What and position? Nope. What position? Um, AFC wide receiver. Uh, Sticking with the wide receivers today. Can you repeat? Yeah. I lead my team in receptions, targets, and yards. It's my first season with this new team. I signed a $28.5 million three-year deal in the offseason with this team. I've never broken 900 yards, never even hit 70 catches. I'm in my fifth year of my career. Really my QB is oh, I my QB has struggled is. early. Uh, I can give him. Uh, no, 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 hold it, on. This is my second team. That's all I'll say. Second team in my career. Yeah, I really thought it was Cole Beasley or John Brown. No, they're good guesses. Tyrell Williams. No. Nope. Nope. That was also a very good guess. Fifth year. Fifth year's tough because it's like. There's so many guys that you think yeah. it's like third, fourth, fifth, sixth season. You're like, oh, wait, you know, what is it? I I think I'm a lot better with the rookies or second year wide receivers than I am with. So AFC leads team in receptions, yards, targets. This season so far. This yes. season, new team. First year with the new team, almost thirty million dollars three year deal this off season. QB has struggled early. AFC wide receiver. 
second team I've been on. I can give another hint, but it Jameson was... Crowder. Bingo. Oh <laughs> wow. I was gonna say this other team I played for was Washington, but I think that would have definitely given it away. Yeah. Dude, am I gonna lose? Clayton's up two to no. one. Player number four, who am I? I'm an AFC running back. I'm on pace for just over 800 rushing yards this season. However, I'm also on pace for 80 receptions and almost 500 receiving yards. I've oddly been slightly underachieving, according to many people. That's it? Saquon Barkley? Nope. AFC running back. Oh, I'm sorry. Did A? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell? Bingo. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go. I, man, I felt like I could have given a lot more hints. Like I also had, I played 16 games once in my career, but I was afraid that I, I thought that was an easier one. I was afraid yeah. if I gave more hints, it was gonna be very easy. All right, this is for everything. I knew his rushing yards were like super low. Yeah, no, I, I just I didn't hear you say 80, NFC. 80 receptions, isn't that kind of crazy though? I don't even realize. I'm not that. surprised. Jets can't get away. Yeah. He all, he's almost ahead of um, Jameson Crowder in, in most stats. It was kind of wild. Player number five, this is for everything. This is for Juno Alaska right here. Who am I? I'm an NFC wide receiver. I have never broken 1,000 yards, never hit 60 receptions. I'm in year five and having a career year finally. I'm on pace for over 1,500 yards and almost 120 receptions. Who am I? NFC wide receiver, never broken a thousand yards or sixty receptions. Year five, I'm on pace for over fifteen hundred yards and a hundred and twenty receptions. By what, far what a was, career year. What were the maxes again that he's had? Never broken a thousand yards, oh. never even hit sixty receptions. Unbelievable season so far for this wide receiver in the NFC. Come on, do you know Alaska guys? Do you, anybody want to go? You're five. Emmanuel Sanders? No, no, year five. Emmanuel Sanders oh, yeah, is an old dog. Yeah, old dog. Year five. I don't know, dude. This guy's obviously balled out, like, big time. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. 1,500 yards. He's on pace for more than 1,500 yards. And Amari he, Cooper. No. 118 receptions is what he's on pace for. Like, his numbers are just stupid. Played in... A- in every game this year? Yeah, he's like 99% sure, yes. Kenny Galladay. No, I love Kenny Z. Yeah, he's that's a third year. I can run through the information Dude, again. Dude, fifth years are really hard. They're <laughs> really, really hard. Because there's so many. Is the team he plays on good? Very good. One of the best teams in the NFC. Seattle, uh, all right, that's just Tyler Lockett. Yeah. It's Bingo. Tyler Lockett. Dude, I already it's said Tyler Lockett. Yeah, 
it's I knew it was Seattle. Like, I, just, now, I think that was Nick's first guess on the first player. And yeah. I was like, oh man. Well, there you have it, folks. Nick is finally defeated after four or five weeks. Clayton is going to Juneau, Alaska. Congrats, dude. That's two in a row. Write it down. Garbage trip. This is history. (laughs) Say hi to some polar bears or something. I don't know what else you're going to do out there. Salmon fishing. All right, let's move on to our second segment. We have advice on how to successfully rebuild a dynasty roster. So, first off, I want to say that the number one most important thing is you have to commit to a rebuild. You you just have to commit. You can't you can't, you know, build a roof, you know, paint the house and and skip the uh sheetrock or skip the kitchen. You know, you have to do everything. You have to build a foundation. You have to start from square one and just do everything correctly. You guys wanna chime in, say anything about how to properly start off start off a rebuild? I think I think if you're either rebuilding or committing you have to compl- uh, competing rather, you have to commit 100% to one or the other. Um, you got to go all in. Um, for me, well, yeah, you're starting right now, yeah, aren't you? I'm currently so tell us a little bit about what you've done so far. Um, okay, so to start off, I thought I, coming into the season, I thought I was a heavy contender. Um, I had, I thought my lineup was pretty good. I honestly just had a lot of, like, misfortune with um, injuries and, and just, like, underperformance, like Baker Mayfield, um, Brandon Cooks. Diggs was struggling in the beginning. O.J. Howard. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Melvin Gordon was rugged when he first came back. Geis went down. A.J. Green went down. It was just a really, really rough start. <laughs> Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> Fantasy football is fun, right? Yeah, it literally – Right. destroys your entire mentality but um so what i'm kind of doing now is i sold off a couple of pieces um and what i did is i just kind of picked it like two to three guys on my team that i really want to build around um and that's what i'm gonna do i the guys that i'm building around right now are nick chubb Devonte adams and stefan diggs um i'm holding on to those three guys and they're all relatively young pieces that i want to uh, make my team around, you know, but I, like I said, I got Adams. I traded, uh, traded T Y Hilton and Melvin Gordon for Devonte Adams. I thought that was a pretty good deal. Um, and then today I actually traded James Conner and Jalen Samuels for two firsts. And I think that's so big what you said that you want to build around young players like Devonte Adams, Chubb, and who's the third player? Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Diggs so yeah. they're all 27, uh, 27 years or younger, um, which is huge. You know, you don't, of course, you don't want to build around older players like Julio Jones or uh, AJ Green, for example. You know, like I think anywhere from 27, 28 years or, or younger is more than acceptable to to build around. What you know, when committing to a rebuild, that is. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree uh, completely. I I actually love the direction that you're going. Um, just all depends what you do with your picks. If you decide to draft, if you believe in yourself in that way, or use it for proven talent, which is uh, kind of like the way I like to go, then just do a combination of both. But yeah, build around your players. Um, so coming into last off season, um, my team, uh, I finished in third place in the league, um, which is really nothing. You don't really get any appreciation for fin- finishing third. You got to finish first to get the all the smack talk. Um, 
So I got rid of some pieces that were even young ones. I got rid of uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just I love them both. Traded both of them to Austin. Traded. I got I got your Chubb. Shirt. And then I traded Nick Chubb as well. Um, that's because just I thrown away money. Like no, <laughs> yeah, I traded away all these young players. That that's really because I I had a a direction and a view of who I really wanted to build my team around. That was really Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, and Saquon Barkley. And then later in the mix, I ended up getting uh, Zeke. So, I mean, those four players right there, like two running backs, two receivers, I'm happy. They're all young, all under 25 years old. And, I mean. Yeah, it's a nice core. It's just a, a real nice core. It's just the four players that uh, that you want to build around, it's your team. It's your di- it's a dynasty. League. You can do whatever you want with it. I mean, if this was Madden, you'd be, doing, you'd be picking players that you want to play with on uh, like all day, every day. So I mean, treat it that way. You want to use the players, watch the players you want to see grow and develop, and that you trust in. Uh, but yeah, definitely having a nice little core and move from there. But if you are absolutely decimated and holding on to older players, just just ship them off. I mean, they're not worth holding on to. I mean, if you're uh, not a contending team, you're holding on to players like Julio Jones, stuff like that. Trade them away. Like, there's no point of holding on to them and just consistently losing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's that awkward gray area, you know, which you just brought up, which is which is so important. You know, you're, you're either going to be winning or, or have a very good chance at winning, you know, being a real contender, or you're just you're just out of it. And, you know, and in this case with Nick's team, you know, he very low in points for, I believe you were last, mm-hmm. right? So you recognize that, and that's great. And, and you know, that, that's huge. That, that shows that, you don't have a great chance at winning, of course. So why continue to sit and be mediocre or bottom of the barrel, lower on the barrel, whatever you want to call it? Why sit there and continue to take a pounding every year when <laughs> when you can just throw away valuable assets that are going to depreciate even more over time? Um, you know, and go out there and, and really, really just study that 2020 draft class. You know, those – you have the what first and second overall? Yeah, or, or as of right now, I, at least. As of right now, I have the first, second overall, two more first rounders, and then an oh, early yeah. second. So right now, I have five of the first ten picks. Um, so I think I could really get some nice value there, especially with how good this draft class is. Um, I mean, if I had five of the first, you know, twenty seventeen, ten picks, you know, I would have. Guys like Fournette, Dalvin Cook, McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and Alvin Kamara on my team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that like these like running back classes like that, or just like draft classes like that in general. Like, if I had five of those guys on my roster right now, I would be in first place. Like, bottom line. And they still had Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, Aaron Jones in that class too. Like, yeah, and you can grab them nuts. in the second or third, oh no problem. God, yeah. Some of those guys. And that's one of the, the most beautiful things about dynasty football. Is that you can be atrocious, you can be horrible, you, you could be just god awful, and within a year or within two years, you could literally be on top of the world, you know, as you watch all your draft picks just turn into studs. You know, if you really do your research and you do your homework and you nail it on players and make a few trades, you can go from rags to riches so quick. Oh, 100%. I'm actually kind of pumped that you have uh, all these first round draft picks. I mean, you're obviously going to study the hell out of this 2020 draft class and then just you know give this podcast all your thoughts and your rankings and all that stuff so i'm kind of excited for the future it'll be real cool yeah i'm excited um 
I, I've just always been like, I, I love the draft. Like, if there's one thing that I love about the NFL, it's like draft season. I love draft Such season. Such a great day. It's so draft. The draft day is great. I like. I'm a big fan of the combine. Honestly, I watch a lot of the combine. Um, but even more than that, I just like everything building up to that and like guys committing. Like, um, I don't know, guys not and staying back. Where's the combine held? In it's usually the, in the promised land. That's yeah. right, baby. Hell yeah. Honestly, like Indy might have one of the most beautiful stadiums. I went there once and it was just incredible. You, you saw a game? It, yeah, I, no, I saw the Big Ten Championship there. It's there every oh, year. Oh wow! Yeah, I never knew that. Fun fact about Alex Clayton. But, but yeah, I I especially like the trade I made today for my rebuild. Um, I'm honestly a a real big James Conner fan, and you guys know this. Um, but to be honest with you, I just I don't really see him in my future plans and. Me, do you have any, you have any shares what? of him in any other leagues? No, no. Um, I acknowledge that, and I was like, you know what? He, he's a guy that that's on the injury report every single week after the game. He's on the injury report the following week every single time. And you know what? The Steelers just called the Jets for Le'Veon Bell, which was confirmed by Schefter actually. So I don't know what that says about James Conner's current health, like where, where he's at right now or what they even think about him for the future. Um, and, I mean, obviously that says right off the bat that they don't like Jay Sam running the ball. And, I mean, that shows as well because Trey Edmonds just got 12 carries opposed to Samuel's eight. Even though he did have 13 catches, the dude played tight end in college. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, he's, not a, he's not the next running back there. I don't like him for the future either. Um, and I, I also think that's part of the reason why they drafted Snell. But like I said, I just I like the move. I think I got good value, um, and I think it's good for what I'm going for. Oh man, I love Benny Snell coming out of college. I was hoping he would have a better landing spot. Um, and with all due respect to James Conner, he was RB five last season in PPR formats. But and, and I love his story. I love his story beating cancer. I like the talent, getting, dude. I do. Yeah, I think he's talented. Opposed to like many people that are. Big Connor haters, they're like, oh, like, you know, he's not talented. He's just like a system running back because Pittsburgh has a great O-line, like, whatever. Which is true. They do have a good line. Yeah, it's true, but I I legitimately think he's a talented running back. I just think he's hurt too much. I also just never really thought that um, it was all because of the line. I just think Tomlin's just, like, one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's honestly hasn't had a a losing record in Pittsburgh, and it looks like this season he's still – is not going to have a losing oh record, which is crazy. They have nobody. Dude, I thought Pittsburgh was going to go like deep in the playoffs this year. I really did. I mean, they're not done. I'm not counting them in yeah. or out no, yet. I but, um, Pittsburgh's always good, man. Like they could, they've been great our entire lifetime, right or wrong. You know? No, it, like they're, they they're always have. one of the best teams in the AFC every year, hundred percent. And then that Minka Fitzpatrick trade has been looking incredible, oh my God. incredible. Everybody thought it was like a like a fleece for the Dolphins. Like the Dolphins made such a great trade, not a fleece, but like they thought you know close good it, good yeah. move for the Dolphins. But since since Minka's been a Stealer, I think he has what four picks. He almost a pick in every game. That's or absurd. Yeah, like Pittsburgh, like maybe definitely they they totally just bet like yeah we're not gonna get another player better than this with our first round pick. And Minka's been, like, everything they could have asked for and more, I think. He's been great, and that defense looks amazing. And the AFC is weak, so they can make a wild card run if they really, if they really keep it up. I mean, they just I think beat. it depends on Rudolph. Depends how well Mason Rudolph wants to play. 
because I think the defense is there. I think they'll figure out the run game, um, whether it's Connor or it's this committee running back situation they have going right now. And I, I just think it's up to Rudolph. I still just can't believe you got two firsts for Connor and Samuel. I know. And we're in an eight-team league, so it's like two top eight picks. Yeah, sure. I want to... I want to play a little devil's advocate here. I'm going to ask Nick a question about his rebuild. So let's say there's an another dynasty owner that comes up to you and says, hey, you have four firsts. I'll toss you Mike T right now. Would, what goes through your mind? Maybe, arguably, the number one yeah. dynasty wide receiver. Well, you can have okay. him right here, but I want, I want four first-round draft picks. Where do you think Mike T's value is at? I have I know where I think his value is at. What do, what do you think? I think I think four four first is a lot in general. Yeah, I think four first would just be insane for yeah. any player. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even yeah. trade that for Saquon Barkley. No. Right? No, there's no four, way. Yeah. There's no way. I think I want to hear what you think. So, where do you think Mike T's value is? Do you think it's roughly three first round draft picks? I mean, I guess so. I, I I don't think it's two. I think he's worth more yeah, than two for sure. Absolutely. But I I would not I pay four. Four is a little ridiculous. So if a dynasty owner approached you and said, Mike T right now, but I want three first rounders from you, you can keep the 101 overall. Would you do it? Would you do your best to rebuild around Mike Thomas? But that would give you Mike Thomas, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs and maybe like Jerry Judy or uh, you know whoever you took like that actually sounds pretty nasty thinking about those five studs. This is like a similar situation to what I, I had where I yeah. just took Bell and all my picks and just got Zeke. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends if like if you're more of like a draft kind of guy or you want to just kind of um, go for the like proven talent which is probably the smart case but I mean I also feel like I I do have a lot of holes that I need to fill um I have a lot of young guys to begin with you know like I have DK I have Preston Williams um I don't know who are arguably like the two best receivers in the class oh yeah second round fines bro it's so fascinating to think about like you, you sit there and you think three firsts you know unproven talent or arguably the best wide receiver in football, Mike Thomas. What do you take? You know, let's say, let's let's say this was back in, you know, two years ago, three years ago when those three firsts could equate to Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook, for and Kama- or Kamara. Yeah, for uh, uh, Mike Thomas. Like obviously, that's a no-brainer. Like you would be absolutely crushing him in, in that deal. But but you know that's really what it comes down to. You know, you just got to do your research. You got to study. You you got to nail the draft. You really have to nail the draft in a in a um, in a rebuild. So you got a lot of studying to do. This, I'm confident, dude. Awesome. I still think I crushed last year's draft for what I had. Um, and I don't know. I I pay a lot of attention to like pre-draft and draft season. So we'll see. Go over your picks again. So you had DK and then Preston last then. year. I I had. You had the two oh one. No, no, two oh five and two oh six. I had I had the last I had two oh seven, two oh eight, two oh three, two oh four. No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think there was only one pick in between regardless, I had four out of eight seconds. I had a half the second round and I took 
Hakeem Butler, DK Metcalf, JJ Arcega Whiteside, which was almost McLaurin, and Preston Williams. I'm still waiting for that Hakeem Butler share to pan out, which I, I still think it will because I, I don't know what people see in Andy Isabella. Yeah, okay, the dude has sick analytics. Like, I, I do not like Andy Isabella. I don't think he's the answer in Arizona. With Fitzgerald departing next year, or at least we think so, I mean, that's only going to open up another hole for Hakeem Butler, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. I love how much Kyler's throwing the ball. It's it's so it's so nice for fantasy for all the Christian Kirk owners out there. And what do you do if you're like a a team with pieces, but you're not there yet? Um, so you're kind of like half in, half out. Like, what's your opinion on half in, half out teams? Are are you a seller or are you a so a wait middle, and gotta commit a middle of the pack team? You're saying yeah. like like fourth or fifth out of an eight team league, ten team league. You're, you yeah, you're middle of the pack. You could win it, but at the same time, yeah, you don't have the best chance. You're asking me what, yeah, what's yeah, the like best you, route. You're, should you, you commit you, to you, a rebuild or should you yeah. try to go for the win? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, of course, you know, it, it all depends on so many variables. You know, all your all your assets, all your players, everything, all your draft capital, absolutely everything. But like Nick said, you you got to commit. You got to make a decision. Do you want to throw away? A, you know, in this case, where one of our league mates, th- you know, he's, in my opinion, middle of the pack, maybe a little bit on the worst side of our league. Who threw away two first rounders in your trade? Oh, oh, yeah. Threw away two first rounders, got a starting running back, and is trying to make the push to win this year. Um, you know, it's all nice in theory, but. And anything can happen any given Sunday. Any team can win, no doubt. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to have enough confidence in your team, enough faith to think that you can really pull it off. So whatever you do, you, you know, you're either all in or all out. You know, commit to that rebuild or or just throw away some first and really go for that, for the win. You know, or, or at least a second place finish, get your money back or, or make a profit. You know, a third place sometimes gets their money back, whatever it may be. Um that's kind of my take on it, though. I still think Traff's team's in a good spot, though. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some love. I mean, like I he think still, he still has very very good draft picks. Yeah, that's what I say. Two like, and a very high second. Yeah, two first and a high second, probably the f- the first pick of the second round. So I mean, like essentially, yeah, he pretty much still has three firsts, and I mean, he's got young talent all over his team. I mean, I'm not the biggest fans of all his young talent, but I mean, he's got pieces and. As long as Tyler Lockett keeps on being an absolute monster, I mean, I, I don't really see uh, like a major weakness in his team. I mean, I, I think I, – I don't love his running backs. And I um, – but, I mean, I, I just – I'm just not a Derrick Henry fan, to be honest. So Yeah, I know. Of course, everybody would love to see Derrick Henry get more receptions. Well, his I, – I feel like this case um, in particular, he was kind of initially rebuilding – and then said that I, I suppose he's saying now that he's going oh, yeah, this, this to compete. Move, this move solidifies his stance that he's competing yeah. and no longer rebuilding. So I guess, okay, so this is another question that I guess comes of this situation. Do you think you have to um, commit to, one, to one, of the, uh, one or the other like mid-season or 
I don't know. Like, when do you think is, it, is a good time to, you know, say, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do this? Obviously, I, for me, it was it was mid-season <laughs> after I kind of realized, you know, it, it depends on I have your, one win. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it depends on your record, you know. In yeah. your case, you were, what, two and five or two and six when, yeah. you, when it hit you. And, and that's nice that you waited a while, you know. It's one thing if you're two and three, two and four, you can really make a comeback. But once you're two, five, two and six, it's – Man, that's hard to come back from. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of this depends on your record. If you're, if it's relatively late in the season, you know, it's never, it's never too late because you can always throw away some valuable assets that you have to to real contenders to help them win to get over that edge for some awesome draft picks. You know, like. Like Julio Jones would be a guy that you got to start thinking about. Thirty years old, is still a top. I'd say he's still a top ten dynasty wide receiver, no doubt. You know, wouldn't you be on board with that? Julio Jones got to still be a top ten dynasty wide receiver. Uh, oh, I think so. But I'm a huge Julio fan. He, he's still got to be, but it's just he's thirty years old. You know, at what point does his value hit hit the big? Uh, just start declining. It, it's got to be pretty soon, man. I, I don't know. And I, I love Julio. Yeah, I don't think his value declines. I just – it kind of all depends on when is Calvin Ridley going to be the number one. Yeah, and Julio's still going to be producing. It's just, you know, just like how much longer is he going to be producing at this level? Like, do you really feel comfortable throwing away two first for Julio? Like, that's – could you imagine throwing away essentially DeAndre Swift and Jerry Judy? For Julio Jones. But if I, I was one piece away. Exactly. Like, one yeah. major piece away, and I had two first-round draft picks, I mean, why not? Like, you're going to exactly. win the league and get money. Like, and I mean, that's that's the whole point. Yeah, and that's the beauty of fantasy football on both ends. You know, you're helping me out, helping me win a championship. But at the same time, I'm helping you get so much better next year and mm-hmm. for the future. Yeah, and, the like, I don't know. Like, getting a ton of draft picks. Okay, say you, you send Julio off for – two ones say right you want to you want to win a championship you're an absolute competitor you know there's another team in the league that i don't know you think is probably i don't know your your toughest competition and this will give you the edge you toss away two ones okay you're probably gonna you you have a a good shot now with julio the other person is getting two ones and i don't know i mean depending on the draft obviously or or who's available, they could potentially get some stars um, for the future. And I mean, I I know I mentioned the 2017 draft, but like, I don't know. So look, crazy. Look at the 2014 draft receivers. You know, Mike Evans, OBJ. Uh, I know Sammy. I'm not a Sammy Watkins fan, but I know some people are. Um, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Adams. Um, like, Could you imagine if you hit on. All could, of those guys are even like I, three or four. Like imagine having multiple <laughs> picks in that draft. And you get them for free. They're yeah. just draft picks. Hey, it's I'm going to pick this guy A-Rob, put him on my roster. Jarvis Landry, like what? I think we covered that pretty well. We're going to move on to our final segment. Segment number three, Dynasty Tight End Talk. Let's start off with Zach Ertz today. What are you guys doing right now in a Dynasty League with 29-year-old Zach Ertz. Let's talk about him. Are you guys trying to buy him? Are you trying to sell him? Are you trying to hang on? What do you guys think? To be honest, right now, if I'm if I'm a Zach Ertz owner, he balled out last. Week. It's a it's a stronghold for me. I think if you're selling, um, you're probably going to be selling low just because of the the poor season he's been having, or not poor season, but 
underperforming season, you're probably going to be selling low. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, you want to say, or I want to say, rather, that tight ends play in the league longer. Um, you know, look at Delaney Walker or, I don't know, guys like that. Antonio Gates played until he was literally ancient. Um, but I don't know. I mean, then you look at the case of Gronk, who just retired at, like, age 30, 31, whatever he was. But, I mean, still, I, I'm holding Zach Ertz. He obviously still can play. We saw that last week. Um, I think I think he – I don't know. I just think he's got to get it straight, and so does Philly. I think Philly's all out of sorts right now. Yeah, and I think Philly's definitely going to get better this year. Yeah, I mean, Zach, oh yeah. Zach Ertz is on pace for over 80 receptions and just under 1,000 yards for a tight end. You know, I think the biggest thing that scares owners is he has two touchdowns. Like, like come on, give him a break. A tight end – if I told you your tight end that your starting tight end would have over 80 catches and a thousand yards and have like five touchdowns, every single owner would slam. Except every single owner would start that guy week in week out for a tight end. Uh, yeah, honestly. How many tight ends have a thousand yards in a year and 80 catches? Like not even two that. or three. He's coming that? coming off a career year too, and I just I don't know. Tight ends are super hard to find, like especially consistent ones, and they can honestly win you games. Because most people don't have that elite tight end that's giving them consecutively yeah, 15 to 20 out. points. Oh, yeah. There's pe- there, People are eating four or five points a week from tight ends, and that's me. Oh, that's no, me right I now. Was, I it's was terrible. starting O.J. Howard for the longest time this year, just and, hoping. Yeah, yeah, you and the rest of the world. I know, yeah. me too. And what's crazy is uh, Zach Ertz, he, coming off 116 receptions, 1,163 yards last season. This is He's on pace for his second best year ever and dynasty or fantasy owners are freaking out because he's not putting up the numbers he did last year like come on did you really think that Zacherts would repeat or george kittle or eric ebron like of course not regression was so inevitable yeah yeah so like you just got to look at things from a better perspective like that's just nonsense that's just, it's just outrageous like that's not gonna happen they're not gonna repeat those numbers did you really think eric ebron was gonna hit 15 touchdowns again like oh, of course you, you could have yeah. seen that from a mile away and with andrew luck gone like <laughs> forget it. eric ebron's values just plummeted more than you almost traded anybody. ebron for kittle now yeah and a little bit of a larger deal but i yeah i mean um george kittle is in such a better position and he's really like the focal point in that offense George Kittle is dynasty tight end one. Not even a question. I, 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 yeah, I don't know how you could argue that someone's ahead of him. I couldn't put Kelsey because of age, and you couldn't put uh, – can't put Mark Andrews dynasty one. No way. No. And no. Like, I love me some Will Disley, but – Oh, my, get out <laughs> dude, of here, dude. Uh, dude no, not no, as no, Seriously? No, I no, love Will Disley. Dude, Will Disley He's nice. is really oh good. Oh, my God. Dude, he is so good. He, he was he no, was he was a top five tight end and before he got hurt. Yeah, he probably would have finished as a top five, top seven, no doubt. This it's season, ridiculous, especially with Russell Wilson throwing like twenty five touchdown passes already. Dude, he had legit four straight games with double digit points, had four touchdowns, and four four games. I I don't I can't. This dude was gonna have a monster year. I know it. No, nah, he will. And, and he will, Seattle he will loves year. him. He will next year. He's twenty three. Although what's crazy too though is that Seattle has all these guys like Disley, DK. Uh, what's his name? In Seattle. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I just lost the competition. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Lockett. They they have all these guys, but they're throwing the ball like they're so run heavy. You have to feed these men. You have to feed them all. And 
They have they have so, their offense is crazy. Has their offense like oddly turned into a passing offense, like a heavy passing offense out of nowhere? Like, am I wrong? I mean, this whole offseason, everyone's like, oh, Rashad Penny, uh, Chris Carson, Russell I mean, Wilson. Car- Carson's Russell Wilson's literally going to well. win the MVP. <laughs> like, yeah, but like it's just it's not what everyone envisioned initially. I don't know. He's just he's having a great season, and so is Seattle as a whole. But I don't know. Let's move on. I want to talk about Austin Hooper. Do you guys think Austin Hooper is here to stay as a top dynasty tight end? I don't know what to think about him. Yeah, I don't. For the future years, I'm not sure what to think about him. They got Um, so many weapons in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. Matt Ryan's going to be good for years to come. I really think they're going to draft a running back too, and maybe with one of my top that'd be crazy top picks this year, I could draft him. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh. I don't know. I I mean, Julio is still gonna eat. Ridley is Julio's a beast. thirty. Uh, Ridley is twenty four. Like like they're not going anywhere. I mean, it makes sense because they throw the ball a bunch. Um, it makes sense for him to keep up the production, and I I think there's a good chance that he does. Clayton, yeah. are you a fan of uh, Austin Hooper long term? Uh, no, I think he's a I think he's a one year wonder to be honest. Really? I think he's really talented and all that stuff, but I mean. He's not going to be like a consensus top five tight end every single year, year in, year out. I'm I don't on, know. I'm on board. I think he could be like top twelve, top fifteen in the future. But yeah, but not, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, that's easy for but a tight not end. top five or held top one. Um, I think this is a great sell high window. Of course, you want to ride him out for. Uh, I'm talking dynasty football. Of course, you want to ride him out and try to win a championship on his back. But don't you think this is maybe the best time ever? To sell oh, Austin I, Hooper? I 100%. I don't think he'll – I don't – I personally don't think he'll be tight end one again. You know how many people picked up Austin Hooper and Mark Andrews, for example, in off of waivers at the start of the year? Like, why not take Austin Hooper in your dynasty league? Throw out – Just cash Throw out, out offers. Try to get, like, a first – maybe maybe a first and a, and a bench piece from a really tight end needy team. And, and next year, take that first, draft – a stud, and hell, look at waivers. You know, look at guys like this. Brings me into my next player, Johnny Smith. Look at guys oh, like man, that I off love, of waivers. I love, I love, right? Some like, like that's literally what tight ends are. Darren Waller, like, there's literally just gold waiting in waivers from tight John, ends. I have like, Johnny in both dynasty right leagues, dude. I love Johnny. What about Irv Smith Jr.? Or I want to talk more about Johnny still, but like Irv Smith Jr. Don't you think it's he's gonna? Only get better. And I actually really like him a lot, especially because no, he's from Bama. Noah Fan had a huge game, dude. I yeah. love Noah Fan, bro. Noah Fan had a huge game. <laughs> like Dallas Goddard, Chris Herndon, you could get all these guys pretty cheap, and I think a lot of these guys could be a hell of a lot better. And I actually liked Fan better than Hawk. But let's talk about Jonu Smith a little bit more. Uh, what do you think about him? You know, just rest of the season moving forward. Where do you think? He ends up landing right now. John. Well, actually, I, I'm pretty sure Delaney's going to be back soon. Um, so that's obviously not a good look for him. But once Delaney's done and out of the league, I think this dude's going to blow up. Um, hit, like He's like he's in the 92nd percentile for college domi- dominator. Breakout age 100th. Um, like 4.62, 40-yard dash. Uh, 130 burst score. Like this, 
his metrics are insane and he's just a freak athlete and he's produced on pretty much every opportunity he's been given okay okay ready last guy i want to talk about today before we end today's episode mike Isecki. what do you guys think about mike Isecki? i was literally just about to uh, say his name um all right so don't take his jets game stats as like oh my god he's finally breaking out because it's the jets <laughs> Um, but it's I'm a big from a Jets fan. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of his athleticism. Obviously, he was a beast at Penn State, um, and he's a you know a local guy for around here. But I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. You gotta like just look at the quarterback situation next year for Miami and just see who they get. He's a work in progress. A very slow work in progress. But man, it's, it's looking are. good. Yeah, it's looking like it's looking promising long term. I love I love it, man. Hey, we appreciate all y'all for hanging out. Show us some love. Toss us a five-star rating on iTunes if possible. It really goes a long way. We appreciate it tremendously. Also, check out at the Dynasty Polls and at Dynasty underscore Dale and at A Clayton with zero on Twitter. <laughs> we, we have daily content, and we always want to hear your feedback. Until next time, we'll see y'all next Wednesday. Peace. Don't forget that zero. <laughs>